This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly sponsored by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. As a city supporter, we know you value delivery and McDelivery is up there with the very best. You'll always be winning with McDelivery because just like Kevin De Bruyne, McDelivery puts your order right on a plate. So the only thing left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered as well. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for you tomorrow. Only via the app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Denmark may have recently crowned a new monarch, but it's the kings of Europe who will be travelling to the Danish capital this evening as Manchester City continue their defence of the European crown against FC Copenhagen. It's Tuesday the 13th of February. I'm Amos Murphy. I'm Adam Booker. And I'm Lee Barsley. And this is the City Report Podcast. It's here for Gundogan! It is a thrilling start for Manchester City. The fastest ever goal in an FA Cup final. 2023 is the City treble year. Champions of England, FA Cup winners, and now... Welcome back to the City Report Podcast, your home for daily Manchester City content. Joining me is Adam Booker and Luke Bardsley. Um, chaps, I guess we'll start off by a little bit of a recap, because obviously you two weren't on the uh, the review show over the weekend. Um, Adam, firstly, like you had a wonderful weekend out in the sticks in your in your literal neck of the woods, but um, I believe you managed to catch the game and uh, yeah, decent win, I guess. I did, yeah, despite it being probably the worst thing I've ever woken up, woken up at 4.30 a.m. for. I mean, the first 60 minutes of that game, washing through blurred eyes, uh, was, wasn't mm. great. But um, no, I mean, it's kind of – we spoke about it on the preview show that Everton is one of those teams that um, you don't ever have comfortable games against, and that wasn't a very comfortable game. It felt comfortable in the end because once you get the one goal against a team playing like that, it kind of feels like game over. But – um yeah, I it's one of those games where you get the three points and you move on to what's next. Absolutely. Um 
Luke, I had, some would say pleasure, I would probably say displeasure of bumping into you before the match, um, heading, heading to the Etihad Stadium. For once, I was on time, um, so so that probably says a lot more about me. But um, what did you make of the fixture? I thought it was, it, it, I, I said this with Joe yesterday, and you know we, we picked the bones out of the performances and, and said, yes, it would have been nice to have seen a more free-flowing, open, expansive performance from City. I think maybe that's what Guardiola picked the team um, in terms terms of some of those players to do but at this stage of the season with City still not knowing their strongest 11 with rotation obviously what is it 72 hour turnaround or something like that for this Champions League game just getting the win is probably the most important thing of course yeah I will go on record and say I love shithouse football so me and Sean <laughs> Dyche are boys um they're, they're very organised like, I, I, I was speaking to my mates about this at half time like, out, out of all the lower league sides that we've probably seen I'm talking like the low sort of like 6-7 I don't know, they're easily the best out of all of them like, they, they, they've not got the mm. best players they haven't got the best squad on paper but it doesn't matter they've got a manager who is organised knows what he wants each player to do and each player knows their role and if, if Calvert-Lewin was half decent they, they could have come away and snatched all three points definitely but is that not is that not the point the fact that he and this is obviously part down to the injuries he's had, but he was absolutely abysmal. Because I'm a little bit different to you. I, I'm more of I'd rather lose six nil and try and play a bit of football. And maybe they've not got the parts to do that. But I thought I, I was just cringing a little bit at the Everton um, tactics. Not so much the defensiveness, but more the going down at the slight touch from an opposition play. It was just making me. Yeah, it's making me cringe a little bit. Um, nah, again, that probably says more about I, me. I love it, mate. I love <laughs> Do you know what my favourite part of football, like, in general, is when people get angry at goalkeepers. Like, <laughs> I love it. Like, like Dave what mentioned it in a group chat before where he was like, oh, about this new blue card coming in and, and it will stop keeper time wasting. No, keep it in the game. Like, it's the best part of football when angry fans are shouting at someone taking long over goal kick. I love it. Like, Luke, this Luke, is you would guy. love you would love football on this side of the world because that's what like <laughs> North, Central, and and South American football is. Is just mm. how what's the best way you can figure out to cheat? Yeah, it's, it's just everybody it. competing to cheat the best. It's not cheating, though. I don't. I'm a firm believer. It's not cheating. It is slightly well, it is. exaggerating. It is. It's exaggerating. It is cheating. It's, Are you on City's legal team? Is this what? Is this what the um the, the case they're putting forward? It's just slightly Everton, Everton have an irrefutable body of evidence that they did nothing <laughs> wrong at the Etihad this weekend. Um, yeah, it, it was just funny. in, in like, summary. I, fuck Sean Dyche, he's a bozo. Nah, nah, let's not be harsh about him. He'd batter you, Amos, as to say what your dodgy <laughs> neck he did spin you into next week. <laughs> <laughs> but it's more of a case of like, there's this one guy who sits about three rows in front of me. If you're in block 114, like, I don't know your name, but you're a nice guy. I spoke to you a few times, but every single time a keeper, me and my mates now time him for how long it, he does to do the. I'm in the air and point to his watch and he does it <laughs> after like 10 seconds every time and it's just the best thing about football I love it it's so funny it can literally yeah. be where they're not even they're not even time wasting and he'll still do it and the fact that we had Jordan Pickford the man himself to properly give it things I liked yeah. it and to be fair they were quite well organised because they don't have star players we know that like they, they, they are mm. a very very they're a bottom three squad in my opinion but the fact that they're able to grind out results and grind out wins and draws. I think it's testament to sort of them. And it's a part of football that a lot of people don't like. It's not the pretty side, but 
it's a good old old fashioned side of football that I love. Mm. You know what yeah. we need is the the guy on the tannoy that tries to start chants at you know twelve thirty <laughs> on a Saturday. Like instead of trying to start chants at halftime and and all these light shows and and putting the the lyrics to chants on the big screen so that everybody can read them, just have a little tick tock. <laughs> you can press a little button when the goalkeeper is time wasting. Could could we get some like podcast level sound effects of, over the yeah. tannoy? That would make yeah. – you know what? I was thinking about how the Super Bowl has Dora the Explorer and SpongeBob explaining <laughs> the rules to you. Maybe we could get Nickelodeon involved explaining how Everton is just cheating. Oh, please. Oh, that'd be so good. Like Ben yeah. 10, like Ben 10 looking at his That's watch and just tapping it every time it's time wasting. Oh, we yeah. need it. Yeah. And um, as we just listened to the, the listeners ticking away, uh, we will uh, refocus attention <laughs> back on the football match, which is happening this evening. Um, as you know by now, obviously. City heading to Denmark, um, possibly uh, a look at our how, how sort of serious we're taking the fixture given the first sort of six minutes of this show have been spent reinventing football with uh, Ben 10, Pepper the Pig and Dora the Explorer but Adam um, it's a Champions League knockout game it's against a team who well you know you make your own mind up but have already knocked out the illustrious three-time European champions Manchester United from this year's competition they've also taken results off Galatasaray who we know have also beaten Manchester United this year they finished second behind Bayern Munich um this was obviously at the time dubbed an easy draw for City they've done it again they've been warming the balls up corrupt corrupt FC blah 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 I'm sort of going into this one saying it's going to be a tricky affair. I think there's a few factors at play which maybe sort of lend itself to City and, and them getting a decent result. But obviously, in Copenhagen, at Parken, it, I reckon it's going to be a tough game for City. Yeah, absolutely. I think, um, you know, I think if you look at their results in the group stage, only Bayern Munich got a result in uh, in Copenhagen. And mm. that even that was um, yeah. was kind of on the line for a bit. So they're they're a horrible team to play at home, and it's not necessarily um, it's not necessarily going to be like an Everton style game where they're just hoping for something. They have very good, talented players that will try and threaten City. Um, mm-hmm. I think it's got to be the kind of mindset that City have had in the Champions League probably since the first run to the final in twenty twenty one twenty twenty. I don't even fucking know what year that was anymore. Is <laughs> um, that the year where they were calling the Euro twenty twenty, but it was actually happening in twenty twenty one? Yeah, twenty twenty. Yeah, we yeah. ran good days. We should. We, sh- we should have blown up the whole world just then. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, since then, City have kind of had this mindset of every away leg. We stay, we stay in the tie, we get it back to the Etihad and we blow the doors off them. And I think that kind of mm-hmm. has to be the mindset again. I think it's probably a good thing that the away leg is, is first. Um, go there. I, I genuinely, if City get a nil-nil draw, first leg, perfect. A- anything but a loss yeah. is absolutely perfect. I, if, if City don't go there and put six past them, that's not a failure. Um, yeah. That that's basically it. Go there, be solid, get it back to the Etihad, and and you'll breeze past them. Then, I guess the the sort of the only point against that because I totally agree. Last year, City made a, a habit of going away and they drew every single um, 
game in the uh, in the knockouts away from home. Um, but Luke, City's second leg comes in the midst of Manchester United at home and Liverpool away. And I think the Liverpool game is now three thirty on a Saturday uh, on a Sunday. In fact, I think both matches are three thirty on a Sunday. So there is enough time either side to say maybe eighty percent your full strength team. Do you think that will play into into Guardiola's thinking heading into this fixture where you go, no, actually, if we can blow them away, and um, obviously FC Copenhagen haven't played since their last Champions League group game in December, so this is coming off the back of a sort of two-and-a-half-month stretch without competitive football. They've had a few friendlies. So I, I, I'm intrigued to see how City approach this game because usually I totally agree. Just make sure you don't lose, basically, and then you're pretty much going to win the game at the Etihad and, and go through. However, given the fact it's in between those two fixtures, I do think that maybe City could do with taking at least, I don't know, maybe a, a two-goal lead, even a one-goal lead, just so you have a little bit of a cushion. Yeah, I, I think we're always going to go at it with a very sort of like attacking mindset. Like Pep, Pep doesn't like to play half-strength sides. He likes to play full strength wherever and we're, we're quite lucky we've got a full strength squad available like we could make what three or four changes from the side that played at weekend and we've still got a very good side like we could bring in De Bruyne Doku for example and like we still mm. have a very strong team to go out there but I would expect us to win um, I, I think this game could be quite fun for neutrals as well like they've, they've got a few exciting sort of players that uh, have always been teetering around sort of nearly being there like El Yunassi for example is one I think about mm. Uh, they've also got the football manager wonder kid, aren't they? That everybody has signed in their saves. Yeah, um, who's going to be playing up front? Which... Are you going to you going to pronounce his name? Go on. What Rooney? Yeah, no, I've meant the, uh, the second <laughs> half of it, which seems to be funny, actually. I, I was signed him and I renamed messed. him. I renamed him Justin Rooney <laughs> because I just didn't want to try. Um, but yeah, I, I, I I'm excited for the game. I think it could be quite fun um, personally. Um, I wouldn't be shocked if we go on blown away, score score three times in the first mm-hmm. half, and then it's just a dull game at the Etihad. But I'm I'm, I'm hoping that if any, anything drawing above, I think is a success for City. Definitely, there it's a well, obviously I went to the stadium. The moose was out in full force last time I went there, <laughs> um, and it was more of a case of they've got a very strong home support. It's a beautiful city, beautiful. Um, sort of team really like, I, mm. I, 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 I'm looking forward to it and I'm, I'm hoping that City can come away with a nice refreshing win yeah um, uh, yeah your, your, uh, your famous uh, John Stones paint trophy um, contribution calling the, the, the animal on the Copenhagen badge a moose for any listeners a little bit confused there um, and rightly so uh, yeah it, it, it will be it will be an interesting game Adam because FC Copenhagen they like to score goals and that's sort of how they managed to get through the, the, the group stage you know they were drawn as I mentioned with Bayern Munich Manchester United and Galatasaray and you were looking at that going okay they're probably going to be the whipping boys we we saw them last year against City I think it was 5-0 at home obviously a um, Sergio Gomez blunder bless him um, led to red card at the game you were at Luke I'm sure you remember every moment of it and we're not participating in any of the local delicacies um, however it's sort of it's been flipped on its head this year a little bit with, with Copenhagen that they, they have come at teams and I don't know I, I do feel like if under that atmosphere, they could potentially go at City. And 
who knows, maybe we go back to how it was two, three, four years ago in Europe where those frailties pop up and suddenly, you know, one nil down. I think it's happened a couple of times, hasn't it, in, in this season's Champions League at least. So, um, yeah, like Luke says, sort of just to wrap up on, on the, the, the feelings heading into the game, it could be a very interesting one. Yeah, I mean, I think games like that go, there's, there's two options, right? If a team comes out and play, truly plays against City, they're either going to get the, their doors blown off or hmm. they'll find, you know, like you said, and City have plenty of frailties defensively this year. You know, Chelsea put four past them. A team that haven't been able to score goals at all this season put four <laughs> past City. Um, so, yeah, I think it could go one of two ways. It, it could be a famous night with a big atmosphere, a big European night at the Parkin, um, and and City can kind of potentially crumble under that and and – and Copenhagen can pick up a result. But I think City in Europe is starting to become an inevitability now. Like, it, it not, mm. I, I wouldn't say it's, you know, touching the Real Madrid levels or anything like that, but it does feel like City find the ways to win now in Europe. Whereas maybe 2017 to, to 2020, it was if they didn't win their way, the Pep way, the City way, they weren't winning. Whereas now it's, okay, if we need to kind of, bunker in and scrape a result at the Bernabeu, we'll do that. We don't have to go there and, and play them off the park. We'll get it back to Manchester. Or, you know, if we have to outplay somebody by putting four or five up, we'll do that. And we saw that best last season when City won plenty of games where they weren't the better team. Both game the, the game at the Emirates against Arsenal weren't the better team, won that 3-1. So City have now found ways in the past few seasons to win various types of games in Europe and I think that has made them such uh, such hold on I think that's made them much more of a formidable foe in European competition so I think they're kind of prepared for whatever if if Copenhagen sit in and try and hit them on the break fine if they come out and go toe-to-toe and they leave openings at the back and Holland and and De Bruyne and Doku and Foden can have a feast fine too so I think we're now in this this era of City in Europe that I don't look at it like there's a potential matchup that doesn't go their way because they have a, they have a number of ways they can play now. Yeah, looking at that um, starting eleven from the Leipzig game, it was I'd say sort of eighty percent strength if that's a term I can probably use. You know, you're looking at Akanji, Ruben Diaz, Nathan Ake, Kyle Walker in the back four at the time. Um, Bernardo Silva, Rodri, Gundogan, Mares, Grealish, Haaland also playing in that game. And I, I don't know. It, it, I guess the talking points, Luke, are Kevin De Bruyne and Erling Haaland because those are the two players who have been sort of injured um, in the last month, two months. There's sort of players that you're going to want to stay protected going into March, April, May. Do they come in for this game? Is it worth the risk? Julian Alvarez has played a lot of football. Is he somebody who drops out? Do you go Kevin De Bruyne? Do you go Erling Haaland? Do you try and blitz it? Or do you think maybe this is one looking at the schedule coming up where Guardiola is saying, okay, we can take it easy in this game. We don't have to play those sort of um, bona fide starters, no matter the opponent in the latter half of the season. Um, I'm just interested. What would you, you know, you're a football manager player yourself. If you were, if you were in Guardiola's shoes, who are you going with? I mean, uh, my football manager tactics are never good. They are. I have two, <laughs> two, two teams of eleven, and then I'll rotate. Uh, that's what I would do. But Pep likes to win. <laughs> Pep loves to win football. Matches, so I would be very, very shocked if Kevin De Bruyne doesn't play. I think Haaland's probably m- more likely to pro- maybe miss out. I, I think that Haaland and De Bruyne are both start. 
I would probably not play Alvarez. I think mm. Bolden's a neat. Bolden's one of them where, when if they are sitting deep and you need someone to make something happen on the edge of the area, Bolden's got the quick feet, and obviously we've seen it time and time and time again this season for him to make something out of nothing. So I would be very shocked if De Bruyne and Haaland don't play personally at the back. Uh, if, is, is there going to be any changes to the cyber sort weekend at the back? I don't think there will be. I think he'll just go. I, I mean, I think we can kind of use the lineup from the Everton game as a guide. And I would, uh, to be honest, I'd expect Kyle Walker probably to come back into the team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd expect yeah, yeah. Kevin De Bruyne to come back into the team. I'd expect Bernardo Silva to come back into the team. Probably I, I, just Jasko quickly Gavardial on that. Was, well. that, was that Kyle Walker being dropped or rested? Do you think? At the I think rested. I think we're now. I think we're now. I don't. I don't necessarily think Kyle Walker on the pitch has done anything to get himself <laughs> dropped as of late. So yeah. I think now that we're in a time where basically until the end of the season, City are probably going to play Saturday, Wednesday, Saturday infinitely. So mm. we're now in that part of the season where every seventy-two hours or so. We're going to see Pep's thoughts for the upcoming 72 hours, if that makes sense. I think it's obvious mm. to look at. Look, it's Pep. We know we know Pep Roulette. I could be completely wrong here. But I think it's obvious to see Bernardo Silva, Kevin De Bruyne, Kyle Walker, and probably Yasko Gavardiol on the bench against Everton as a sign that they're starting in Copenhagen. But like I said, I could be wrong. Not, not that anybody in that starting 11 really covered themselves in glory for 75 minutes against <laughs> Everton. And it, mm. and it was making these these changes that kind of changed the game, um, which is probably even more indication that the likes of you know Nunes and you know Doku mm. and players like that probably won't get the start in Copenhagen. Yeah, um, a bit of news. I think it was yesterday. Gavardiol and Kovacic might not have been involved in training. Um, I know Kovacic wasn't not sure on Gavardiol, so maybe you know that that obviously hinders the um, availability going forward. But yeah, um, it'll be interesting. Uh, it'll be sort of one of those at seven o'clock whenever the the lineup drops that everyone seems to have you know a, a head loss about it, and then City probably go on and win. I don't know. Can uh, I we'll can I just see, say but, one more thing? I do. There is another way to look at this, which is Pep basically outlined the fact after City had won the treble last season that the the change he needed to make was to bring that defensive stability by playing four center backs in every game. Is there an indication that Pep playing four center backs as the back four against Everton was him kind of testing that, feeling that system out mm-hmm. again to potentially, mm-hmm. maybe it is Kyle Walker being dropped. Maybe and, it and is it was, to get Akanji and Stones and Ake yeah. and Diaz all into the same team again, because down the stretch last season, that's that's that was City's bread and butter. And I'm pretty sure, I've not fact-checked this, but I'm pretty sure that was the first time they've played as a four since Istanbul. Wow. I can see yeah. why though. Looking at Everton side though, because they're not blessed for pace, are they? We don't. We didn't need Kyle Walker. Right? Well, they've got McNeil, who's he's not that quick, is he? You've got Asher mm. Young playing on the other side. Calvert Lewin's <laughs> not the quickest. Like it's. I think it was more of a system against the opposition rather than sort of like teetering around bringing back the four centre halves. I, I I can't. Yeah. I think I think Walker plays personally. They've got a few young quick players, haven't they? Copenhagen and, and like th- their best chance to score is probably going to be a counter attack. To be honest, that's how they're probably mm. going to best chance to score. And who's better at stopping counter attacks than Kyle Walker's pace? Really, 
Yeah, um, good point. Uh, that'll do for part one. Listeners, stay exactly where you are. You two stay exactly where you are as well. I'll be putting your intellect to the test in part two. So look forward to that. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The Etihad Stadium really is wonderful at this time of the season. And the same goes for McDelivery. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. Welcome back to the City Report podcast, your home for daily Manchester City content. With me today is Anna Booker and Luke Bardsley. Um, before we finish on a bit of match day trivia, guys, um, Luke, do you think City can go back to back in the Champions League? Obviously, Real Madrid are the only team in, well, our lifetimes, really, um, who have who have, met, have been able to retain the Champions League. It is notoriously difficult to do. They did three in the row, was it? Um, I think I remember correctly. Um, lots of people are tipping City. Some people have already said City winning the treble again. So we've got that to look forward to. No point in even turning up for the next four or five months because it's already confirmed tongue firmly in cheek there but do you think City can as they did last year go on and be crowned champions of Europe yeah cut football as long as you're in it you can win it that's my view on it 100% all the way end of day like you can with cut football you could be the worst side out of 120 minutes of 180 minutes like and all you need is a good hour long period probably half an hour each game and you could be 4-0 up and running away Look at what we did in the first half at Real Madrid last year. Like, mm. We just absolutely blown them away. And we won the tie based off, what, like 45 minutes worth of football, which is mental. Um, I, I, I've, I would, I'd consider us favourites, and I think we're favourites for a good reason. I think we're coming into the stage of the season where we've got a lot of fit players. We've got, obviously, our big stars starting to fire a bit, starting to look like how they were, were looking last season. And I think we are in quite a fortuitous sort of position than other teams are. Does that mean we're, we're definitely going to win it? Of course not. It's not a guarantee. But <laughs> I would personally put us at that pole position going into the last stage of the season. Yeah, um, I think you could possibly... And, and it never works out like this. Is always a surprise team, usually. Look at Inter Milan last year, and even AC Milan, who made the semi-final. Um, a lot of it will also depend on that quarter-final bracket because I think, for my money, you've probably got four teams who are worthwhile being mentioned in that conversation at the moment. City, Real Madrid, Bayern Munich and whisper it 
even Arsenal, at least on paper, it'll be interesting to see how they get on in the knockouts because I don't think they've played a knockout game um, beyond the round of 16. I don't think they've won a knockout game in the Champions League for well over a decade. But anyway, Adam, um, this time last year, you sort of famously, um, at least in these circles, said that you felt like City would have the the minerals this year to go on and win the Champions League. You know, you were getting that vibe, the way the, the system had changed. City were no longer dependent on the sort of the perfect match plan. They could be a little bit sloppy. Um, weirdly enough, this came after a 7-0 win against Leipzig. But, you know, we get the sentiment. Are you sharing that again? Do you think City still have that aura about them? Obviously, we can't really tell until, you know, we see them in knockout football action again, um, primarily this evening. But do you think City now could go on and, and do back-to-back, having gone so long without even winning one? Yeah, I don't see any reason why not, because... Yes, you could look at the flaws of of this city team earlier this season, but let's not forget what we were talking about in you know January, February of last season. It was the fact that City aren't going to win anything, and they they might be in just a top four race at this point, and so on and so forth. And um, yeah, I, I mean, we've seen this season now City play long stretches without De Bruyne be fine. We've seen City play long stretches without Holland be fine. Um, we've seen Kevin De Bruyne come back and be probably the best Kevin De Bruyne we've seen in a long time. Um, obviously, he's had his his brilliant moments and brilliant games, but on a just day-by-day, game-by-game basis, it, it's almost feeling like we're getting peak De Bruyne at the moment. Um, mm-hmm. I think two goals for Holland at the weekend was was really, really useful. And I think you really needed that, especially after the Brentford game where he had one or two chances that you'd expect him to put away and he didn't. So I think like going into the round of 16, the you know mid-February to late February time last season, all those pieces are starting to come together again. And sit, you're starting to get that buzz, that, that good mood around the camp. Um, and, you know, we've seen that City aren't reliant on on getting a good draw. They'll take Bayern Munich mm. in the quarterfinals. They'll take yeah. Real Madrid in the semifinals. They don't care. They, they they don't care who's standing in their way. They find ways to win it. So I think it would be silly to not have your money on City winning the Champions League again this year. Like Luke said, it's a cup competition, and every team that's in the cup still has a chance to win it. So City could just as easily get knocked out in the round of 16 as they do win it. Um but mm-hmm. given given the mood around the team and given the shift in mentality that we've seen from specifically Pep Guardiola in these knockout games, it would be silly to not put your money on them. Yeah, um, I, I think the the conversation has shifted for uh, shifted from will City win the the Champions League to can City win the Champions League, and and obviously the question right now, having won one already, is yes, City can win it. I, I do think, though, however, in this competition, as we've seen in years gone by, you are reliant on. A, a huge chunk of luck. And I don't think anybody necessarily who watched City's Champions League run last year, maybe by the final, ironically, against Inter Milan, which was probably maybe the third weakest team they had in the knockout stage. You know, by Munich, Real Madrid, you'd probably put above them on on most most cases. Um, but other than that, you know, City were excellent throughout it. But 
they did get Real Madrid in a bit of an off-season. Um, you know, their cycle had been done. They did get Bayern Munich in a bit of an off-season. I'm not necessarily saying those teams have improved. Um, you know, just look at Bayern Munich and the Bundesliga and their absolute basket case. And Real Madrid, uh, albeit at the top of La Liga, they're still struggling, or at least they have struggled to maybe look a, a, as composed and as collected as they have. And I still think they're missing a striker. Um, but you still need that. You still need that draw, basically. And last season, it was great for City because they got Bayern Munich and got Real Madrid and they got to final and they got a lesser opponent. But I don't know, Real Madrid at Wembley in the Champions League final doesn't scream like it's, it's exciting to me. I think the difference, though, is with, with beating those teams last season, it was less about the 11 players that those teams were able to field or the form that they were in and more the symbolism mm. of getting over the hump yeah. against the the quote-unquote heritage teams in the competition. Yeah, um, I, I obviously always make hockey references on here, but there was a team that my hockey team, the Caps, would lose to in the playoffs every single season. We lost to them like four out of five years in a row. And then the the season we finally beat them in the playoffs, it was like, okay, yeah, we're winning the whole thing. Because it was just the, the symbolism yeah. of just getting over that hump that's always yeah. been there, even though you know that you have the minerals to get over it. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that it could have been Real Madrid's you know, B or C team or their under-21 team or whatever. It was the symbolism of getting past those heritage clubs that have that aura in the competition. Hmm. Uh, I, I think that Real Madrid semi-final felt like a... a a sort of final by default and the winner of that was going to win the competition obviously it wasn't as easy as that in Istanbul against Inter Milan but still the result stands um okay we'll call it a day there obviously there'll be plenty more Champions League chat there is at at least um after tonight one more game left who knows if it will be City's last game or it'll be the start of another hopefully historic run um we will finish this match day preview with a little bit of trivia and I want to see how how well you remembered City's Champions League run from last year. How good of a Man City fan are you two actually going to be? And I've got a smile on Adam's face and I've got a huff and a very big puff from Luke. He's a football um, journalist. You oh, here we go. Here we go. The head paid. loss has already started. You get paid. The head loss has already started. Like, follow the team that you love. Whereas I get paid to sell insurance. Just to make that aware, people listening at home. So the premise of the game is I'm going to sort of throw throw it to you. Um, there's no sort of questions being asked. All I want to say is, can you give me every single result from City's Champions League run? And you can go in whatever yes. order you want. You can start at the final. You can go from the group game. Um, Luke, oh. I'm going to give you the benefit of the doubt. And I'm going to say that you can, you can go first. All I need is any result from the group matches, from the knockout matches, from the final. Has to be the correct score. Or any result from City's Champions League run from 22 so, 23. So how does this work? He says one, then I say one, and we switch off. And it's someone... whoever it's okay. whoever fumbles, gets one's gets one wrong, can't remember. <laughs> if you get both if you got if you get all 13, then we can we can hug, we can shake hands, and we can say well done. But I don't um, think we'll get all 13. If we get all I'm gonna, 13, I'm, that's impressive. I, I'm gonna predict. I'm gonna predict that isn't gonna happen. Um Luke, off you go. Any result from the Champions League run? Uh, Man City versus Inter Milan one nil. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Cheers. Thank you, everybody. <laughs> and that's me, everybody. Well done, Adam Bunker. <laughs> hey. All right, so it's now my turn, and I can, yeah, I can and only say you can't one. Say the same one. Yeah, you, you can only say one of the results. And, and by the way, this is not aggregate scores; it is individual matches. Okay. Right. Um. Let's see. 
Away we go. One Monopoly, is it? I know City, all City, City won, day. Real Madrid won at the Santiago Bernabeu. Yes, correct. Luke? Um... I can sense some trouble already. No, no. Um, I think we beat Sevilla 4-0 in the groups. So I'm going to go City. Oh, hang on. Them looks. Um, I think we beat them 4-0. Uh, did we beat him 4 0? Yeah, yeah, we did. Oh we my did. god. Right, so for people listening, because this is mainly on Spotify, I've got Adam Booker. Whenever I say one word, he's just looking at me like I've killed his dog. Like <laughs> That is a remarkable pit, by the way. I'm surprised you didn't keep it in your locker um for later on. <laughs> that is your locker. Um Adam, have you got a have you got a response to that? Yes. Um City seven. RB Leipzig nil at the Etihad. Indeed. Absolutely. Luke, it's back to you. Uh, the w- worst game of the, of the season, I think, <laughs> or the Champions League season, I go nil-nil away at <laughs> Borussia Dortmund. Yes, uh, which I was at, in fact. Oh, um, you were, yeah. You, you were, were absolutely correct in it being the worst yeah, game. Shocking. Um... I'm going to say City 4, Real Madrid 0 at home. Yeah, we're cooking. I Luke. can't believe you've not said the next one. Uh, I'm going to go for another 0-0 uh, away at Copenhagen. <laughs> <laughs> he, was, he was leaving it for you just so you could remember it so fondly. Oh, don't talk about that game. Now, we're get, now, to be fair, we're getting into the ones where right. I think um, it's going to test you a little bit. Trying to remember if Borussia Dortmund scored at the Etihad because there was the Johnstone screamer and the Erling Holland upside down back heel. <laughs> but ah, I'm really torn. But I'm gonna I'm gonna take a stab. I'm gonna say City two, Borussia Dortmund one at the Etihad. Correct. Yeah. I didn't know one that one, you know. I would yeah. never have gone. It was that Bellingham. One. It was Bellingham. He scored. Yeah, okay. Luke? Um I think this is another game. I think this is another game that you were at. I think we drew one all the way at Bayern Munich. Yeah. So I'm gonna go great one, shout. One. Great shout. I think we're now into four left. We could do it. We could so be about four, to complete it. I mean, I've got left. one more I've got one more, mate, so I hope you don't say that one. Basically, <laughs> so the four left. So we had RB Leipzig in the round of sixteen, Bayern, then Real Madrid, then Bayern, then Inter. We had the so we we haven't said the Bayern home result yet. I don't think oh, Bayern. I know. <laughs> so how about you go for the other one, all please? Right, all right, I'll try and I'll try and take Luke out here. No, 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 no. We're trying to do this together. So that was so friendly. So a kanji. No, is that the Real Madrid game? I. Oh, I, some, some I'm going to say that was City 3, Bayern Munich 0 at the Etihad. Oh, you prick. Uh, yeah, by that reaction, um, I think you've got it. It's correct. Um, just two, uh, no, sorry, three left, I make it. Um, one, two group matches, one round of 16. We're, we are breezing through these answers at a rate of 35 miles per hour, which is <laughs> coincidentally how fast... An adult male moose can run. 
I googled it. Well played, Booker. Um, which one are missing for round sixteen? Was it the home leg or the away leg? Which one did my you say? Booker? Is it? No, just be nice. Come on, be nice. I, to me. I, I said the home leg. Right, right. Um, oh, we drew away. Um, did we? Yeah, we did draw away. <laughs> definitely drew away because I watched it. I watched it. On yeah, we, quiz, we definitely did. Um, they scored, so I'm going to go one all because I don't think they've got the mini rules for two goals. This is the best and worst performance I've ever seen you put up. You're stumbling. <laughs> you're stumbling to some superb answers here. I don't know if it's luck, if it's genius, if it's a combination of both, but yeah. We've got two left. This could be your last go, Adam. So the two left are Sevilla at home and yeah. Copenhagen at home. Yeah. So Sevilla... The two goal scorers were Julian Alvarez and and Rico Lewis scored his debut goal. And he had the big fist pump. And then there was a a sick Kevin De Bruyne assist for an Alvarez goal. But I can't remember if Sevilla scored in that game. I want to say it was just nil-nil for a while until Rico Lewis scored. The Copenhagen game has 5-0 written all over it, but I'm totally making that up. I'm going to say City 2. Did Sevilla nick a goal? Fuck. I'm going to say City 2, Sevilla nil at the Etihad. Luke, I can't believe I'm saying this, but you've ah! won. <laughs> you've won. <laughs> well, hang on. He's got to, he's got to, he's, surely he has to get a correct answer now. No, 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 no. Oh! I went first. He went, went first. first. He went first. I've, I've, I see your playbook. I, I see it, but no. Um, it was Manchester City three, Sevilla one. Um, oh, Sevilla you actually, who's, if you who's know who's the third, sort your head out. Um, uh, I do have it here in front of me. Um, give me a second. Julian Alvarez, Riyad Mahrez, obviously in the 83rd minute because whenever would Riyad Mahrez score a goal? But the thing the is, Booker, like, I, I honestly think it was 5 0 at, at home it, against Copenhagen. It was 5 0 against I remember, Copenhagen. I remember, I, I remember that game because I was so excited to see their like, away fans and I was a little yeah. bit disappointed. Um, mm. But I didn't go to Sevilla. Well, I did not you were know. disappointed in them because they didn't have their home screen with all the songs and the lyrics and somebody <laughs> coming over the tannoy telling them when yeah. to sing and clap and sneeze yeah. and breathe. Congratulations, Luke. Um, a wonderful victory for you. Commiserations, Adam. Um, have you won a... You must have won a City Report quiz along the years. You must have. Um, Me? I'll have to fact check that, yeah. Well, given I went to the, the final of the John... St- Stones paint oh, here trophy. we go. I, w- I, I won went many to the rounds final. And oh yeah, true. I meant as in the overall competition. Listen, but, um, I'm going to yeah. shed my antlers and I'm going to be a whole new man next season. <laughs> all right. Uh, wonderful stuff. Uh, thank you very much, listeners. Let us know how you got on in that little bit of trivia. Um, enjoy the game tonight. We'll be back tomorrow uh, reviewing it um, with much less nonsense, hopefully, depending on how the fixture goes. But until then, it's been a pleasure, and we'll see you later. Make sure you're geared up for Man City's end-of-season running with McDelivery. Great food delivered right to your door. By using McDelivery, you won't miss a moment of City's crucial running, and just like Kevin De Bruyne, they deliver your order exactly where you want it. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. 
Are you in? At participating restaurants only, 18 and plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply, see mcdonalds.com. And there it is, that's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.